small village in the United Kingdom, which from a distance seems peaceful and inviting, the kind of place you might like to live in. But take a closer look, and you will find this is a village in crisis. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of A Village in Crisis with me, Neil McDermott, and my good friend in the Baltic Sea, Lee Phillips. Uh, Lee, we are going to have some semblance of professionalism this week because you may recall last week I left with a, a cliffhanger. We we gave a little teaser of what we we're going to look at this week and we are going to look at that. And it's a thread that could not have gone any better at the time I gave you that teaser last week you or I could not have imagined the direction it would go it's as if we have infiltrated the group and written it ourselves are you excited I'm really good thank you Neil for asking uh, my week's <laughs> been fine well I was about to ask about your week <laughs> I, I am uh, I know you're excited which naturally makes me excited mm. I feel like I'm kind of attached to you by some kind of invisible thread and then you have people like that in the world Mm. where you sort of feel their pain like a like you're almost my bastardized like twin (laughs) like like you're the Danny DeVito to my Arnold Schwarzenegger Mm -hmm. you don't you don't seem to agree but I'm not going to buy that the fact that you're so excited uh that energy transfers to me even even though I'm that far away from you and we're looking at each other through a tiny little um, computer monitor. How has the week been at Fred's Deli? Fred's Deli, it's been all right. It's been a slow start, but uh, people are finding their way to us. And figures-wise, I'm quietly confident that within a couple of weeks, we'll be up where we need to be. Good. Um, Have you got the coffee machine installed yet? The coffee machine's in, the espresso machine's coming in tomorrow. Good. We do have a problem with the uh, stone workbench, though. Why? Uh, well, a good friend of mine, um, he recommended a stonemason. Mm-hmm. And this bloke has been ghosting me. He'll, he'll, I'll get in touch and I'll say, all right, my mate Cribber gave me your number. Uh, this is my budget. This is what I need. And he then said, yeah, no problem. I'll sort you out. And then went missing for like two, three days. Right. And this was a couple of weeks before we were supposed to open. And then finally he comes back and says, oh, yeah, sorry, I've been busy. I'll get back to you. And then he didn't. Then I called him. He's like, I'm on my motorbike. I'll just be in the office in 20 minutes. Didn't call. Who answers the the phone on the motorbike? Somebody with one of those crappy little headsets in, I imagine. Oh, okay. One of those wankers. Um, anyway, he basically said, yeah, I can give you the stone for, let's say 600 quid for the work surface. Yeah. Uh, with delivery. And I said, oh, okay, how does it work from a practical standpoint? And, um, he said, what do you mean? I said, well, you're going to come to measure and then install it. Right. Oh no, that wasn't in your budget. I said, was well, so you just going to leave like two massive yeah. <laughs> wedges of stone <laughs> in the, in the shop? And effectively, the answer is yes. And I said, well, those things are heavy. Yeah. 
So I said, what would it cost to install it and have it? And he said, 200 quid to come and measure it up. Well, you can measure it. And he wants, he wants then to install it, 600 quid. Same price as what it costs for the actual stone. So I phoned up Cribber and I said, is this reasonable? And he went, you're having a fucking laugh. And I said, how much like business do you do with this guy? And he went, never, never worked with him before. <laughs> And he goes, and I'm not going to now. <laughs> and I was like, could you just give me the number to the person you do do the work your work with? I mean, like for context sake, my friend <laughs> had like, I don't know, nearly 30 shops and was constantly working with people building units. So what but, a great yeah. recommendation. Yeah, no, I think he I was his guinea pig. He just wanted to. Anyway, I'll be I don't know what I'm doing now. I've got plywood down instead. Yeah, that's a nice look. Um, talking of looks, we you'll remember last week we spoke about lookalikes. Um, you were Matt Damon and young Mick Jagger. And then yeah, you, you pulled that story out of me, didn't you? I, did, yeah. I don't like telling it. <laughs> and then you poured scorn on me being uh, Tom Cruise. I didn't pour scorn on it. I said that you look like Tom Cruise when he's crippled in Born on the Fourth of July. Well, I put that little snippet up on um, TikTok because I'm down with the youth. And uh, someone went on there and commented that I look like Liam Neeson. Oh, fucking (laughs) hell. Did you put it up on Braille for the blind people? (laughs) Liam Neeson? Yeah. What was the name of that? um, uh, What's his name? Uh, The the Barings Bank guy. Nick Neeson. Nick Gleason. So when I, when we were at uni, I was at mm. one of the uh, campuses and um, I I was stood at the bar trying to get served in like the campus club. Yeah. And all of a sudden I got jostled by a couple of blokes and they were quite biggish blokes and they were pushing another guy forward. And they, he was older than us. We were all like 18, 19, right? This guy was like, I don't know, he must have been in his 30s. Uh and I was like, what the fuck are you doing? And I ended up getting in like a bit of a sort of scuffle, scrap with this person. No. Not yeah, really. no it did happen. No, it, on this occasion, <laughs> it did. Anyway, it was a lot of like, what the fuck are you doing, mate? Puffing out the chest, whatever. Uh, the next day, somebody said, I can't believe you got into a fight with Nick Leeson. And I thought I heard Liam Neeson. So I thought I'd go into a fight <laughs> with Liam Neeson, right? <laughs> and I was like, I'm, I'm going to run with this because that's cool. But I'm pretty sure it wasn't Liam Neeson because he didn't look anything <laughs> like him. And then I realised it was Nick Leeson. He was also studying criminology and he'd just been released from prison. How ironic. Hmm. So what I did was I put a pound coin mm. on a piece of paper, taped it to a piece of paper. I then wrote, here's somebody else's money. Why don't you go and gamble with it? Then I put it into his uh, little um, tray, in tray. Nice, nice bit yeah. of snidey little bully in there. Yeah. Like yeah. And they turned like out, that. those two blokes jostling me turned out to be his bodyguards. How pathetic. 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 What's the most random uh, text message you've received this week? Uh, nah, no, nothing random. What about when I emailed you, a message you on Friday to say, I've just emailed Barbara Windsor's widow 
and asked him to let Natalie, Natalie Cassidy, Sonia from EastEnders, know that I think she'd like our podcast. He's responded to say that he's passed the message on. Yeah, that's random. I'd imagine that he thought that I was random as well. Yeah. And do you think he's actually passed it on? Well, he emailed back to say, hi, Neil, good to hear from you. I've passed on to Nat for you. All the best, Scott. Well, Scott's probably sitting on a shed load of money since he's uh, since Barbara's passed away. Yeah. He's got nothing to do. So getting that was probably literally like the only thing he's had to do all week. Do you think he's passed the message on to do you think do you think Natalie Cassidy, a.k.a. Sonia, is listening mm. to this episode? Um, no. No, me neither. <laughs> is, she still, her... is she still active on EastEnders? I don't watch her. Yeah, she's still active. I heard her on another podcast and she was saying that her favourite bit about it was just liking two people talking shit. Um, and I thought, well, have I got the podcast for you? <laughs> have you ever <laughs> i mean like there's not even a loose uh oh i suppose there's a loose thread to what we oh, you might you. just listen to the first 20 minutes and then go yeah, oh, that's no, the that, now that now it's becoming structured i'm out of it well we should get into the thread this week because it's a long one and listeners this may be our first ever two-parter it might be a three-parter it just depends how it goes i'm scrolling back to the top of this marathon now to to get us going um it starts with a post from norman no noise and he mm-hmm. says and we for those you could have called last him week, silent steve couldn't you i could but i haven't yeah i'm just saying because you're a massive advocate for using the correct words and not expanding on sentences unnecessarily just want to put that out put that out there this is becoming a daily event Person in blue car with loud popping exhaust driving through the village just picks up enough speed to get banging off, then slows down. <laughs> I love it. Banging off. I love it. I love... <laughs> then slows down to repeat all the way from the estate through the village towards the next village. We get it. You have a big, shiny, poppy exhaust. Yeah. So that's where we left off last week. That's right? where we left off last week. So Simon Slidig comes in, probably just making up for smaller parts. Oh, oh, the the whole uh, big dick energy or lack yeah. of. Yeah. Yeah. With still a lot of uh, reference, isn't there, to Todger size and... <laughs> Um, like Machismo, isn't there? Well, he's got a shiny car, must have a small dick. You know, people use that quite frequently. Yeah, there's a um, an expression in uh, in Sweden. We're losing you, Lee. Called Stein's big dick calmly. So you know, say that again. The expression is what? Stall kooks lunged. And it means big dick calmness. Big dick calmness. So if you have a big dick, you're genuinely just a sort of like chilled out, laid back person. Mm. Might account for my anger issues. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I don't know what it says for a person that was 
very angry in his youth and then sort of chilled out a lot more. Mm. Maybe gravity taking hold. Anyway, um, an Audi comes in and says, is it an Audi? And then Rita relaxed. I think we've got issues with your Wi-Fi here, Lee, by the way. No way, mate. My Wi-Fi is on full bars. Okay. And it, I think it's you that's breaking up. Well, I'm losing you a bit. I'm losing you a bit. And Rita Relaxed comes in and says, let them enjoy their car. Exhausts are expensive. Very practical way to look at the, the problem. Yeah. Guns are expensive, but she wouldn't let somebody go around with a gun popping no. off. That's, <laughs> that is true. Banging your gun off around the estate. Yeah. She's going to come on and go, let them, let them have their fun. You know, yes. guns are expensive. Automatic weapons are expensive. <laughs> What's he up to? Oh, he's saved hard for that. Yeah. Um, and then Victor Vigilant comes in. He says, it's a blue Audi RS3. It comes through our village as well. So now, so we, now we know the vehicle. The model. Yeah, make, model and colour. I would just like to state this, and I've always believed this. If you drive an Audi, you are a wanker. <laughs> I, I'm sorry for any of the listeners out there who drive Audis, but Audi drivers are awful, awful drivers. What are you saying? Like aggressive drivers or just bad drivers? Inconsiderate, aggressive, Inc- yeah, uh, just in, not very capable. There's never, <laughs> any, there's never, very rarely do you get an indication from them right. that they're going to turn. They're speeders. I think it's just an Audi driver's thing. I'd never buy an Audi. I wouldn't want to be well, tarred with that brush. Well, Peter Pop Pop is the next person to come into the thread. And he says, it's me. Rob. <laughs> 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 it's me. Got a problem. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah, they do. Yeah. See above. Yeah. <laughs> just read <laughs> a couple of comments into this thread that's the problem you're popping yeah. off too often yeah you're banging off around the estate all right um hang on before we go on can i just are we guessing he's a young younger type of person i've I've got eyes on him he's uh i'm gonna say kind of mid-20s type yeah that's what i'd imagine yeah An maybe i don't know maybe a bit isn't older it, isn't a cheap know. car is it no and those exhausts are big shiny and expensive they are so I imagine he has a little bit of money behind mm. him, probably still living at home, so he's not paying rent or anything. Yeah. See, people that are into cars, they spend all their money on cars, though, don't they? Yeah, they. Yeah, because it's not like they care about the sunglasses they're wearing when they're driving that car. No. They wouldn't expect spend money on expensive clothes. No, it's all about that car. What are you doing this weekend? I'm tinkering with my car again. But in some ways, I do admire the the people that have these cars because they do a lot of the stuff on it themselves, don't they? Yeah, they do. And if I had a car like that and wanted to soup it up, I'd probably just drive it to a garage and say, this is a list of stuff I want done. Do it for me. Yeah, give me a quote. Give me a quote. Let's, you know, I'll be paying it off every month, but yeah. then it's done. 
but these guys they go out and they order their stuff online from a catalog and then they go oh yeah i need this um carburetor clip and i've got to have this uh muffler for the for the exhaust and then they buy it and then they go and attach it themselves so at the moment you're saying a bit of kudos to peter pop pop here maybe not him specifically but just people that work on these cars you know i mean when i was 18 19 maybe a bit younger 15 16 mm -hmm. i hung around with people who had like Peugeot 205s and souped them up body kits and they'd spend time building like speaker boxes in them and yeah. stuff themselves and putting in subs and whatnot and I'll tell you what I mean the kudos to that bit is what I'm saying and then they've yeah. got to show it off somewhere and the road would be the natural place to do it well Norman No Noise responds to Peter he said Peter why do you feel the need to do this every time you come through the village Peter which, says because I've got a small dick. <laughs> Peter Pop Pop responds, cos race car. He means because it's a race car. Yeah. Oh, I like the fact that he's dropping words already. Yeah. He ain't got time for this. That's basically what's happening. Yeah. Also, he's and, probably thick as shit. <laughs> yeah, I think that might. <laughs> <laughs> I think we might be close Cos to the, race uh, car. Cause vice guys, I fucking smoke another split. <laughs> well, Norman No Noise responds and says the village roads aren't a racetrack. That's true. And Peter Pop Pop says, fully aware of that. That's why I stick to the speed limits. Does he though? He's an well, Audi driver, isn't he? Yeah. We've yeah, already established that. You've already established he definitely doesn't. Mm. And, and Norman No Noise now goes down a strange angle, which I don't think strengthens his argument. So he says, so, Peter, by your logic, if I bought a second hand ambulance, I could drive through the village doing the speed limit with my sirens on because it's an ambulance. <laughs> <laughs> I would let him. Yeah, he'd be, very, he'd be very eccentric, wouldn't he? It would be. Oh, there goes um, Norman No Noise again in his ambulance. Absolute nutter. Just knee gnawing down the road. Yeah, that would soon start pissing people off. What about uh, if you go and buy a second-hand ice cream van and you just go around <laughs> going, uh, putting the jingle on, but you have no intention of selling ice cream? So that's just, interesting. That's like the Pied Piper of ice creams. <laughs> that's so interesting. Because it's running after the van, but you've got nothing to offer them. Because Nick Know-It-All responds to him and says... Uh, blues and twos for non-emergency, non-services work is illegal. Driving a road legal car at the speed limit is. Is it illegal to get an ice cream van, play the music, but not have any intention to sell ice cream? I wouldn't have thought so. No. I mean, you'd probably get done for false advertising, but that's about it, right? Well, you could just get the sound. You could just get the soundtrack and, and play it, it in your, your car. car. <laughs> <laughs> Which I'm, as soon as I'm done with this pod, I'm going to fucking download that app. <laughs> Just driving around in your car on a hot day playing that. See all these people popping out the doors going, Where, where's the bloody ice cream van? Go on a Mr. Whippy and a, two flakes in there. <laughs> Parking when up. You, uh, when, when you uh, were you a kid that was into your ice cream van when you were younger? Yeah, I had one really embarrassing 
um, incident uh, regarding an ice cream van. There used to be uh, something called a hem class, a hem class or something. And they had an advert on the radio and it said, ices are twice as as nices from a man in the hem glass van. Um, and on that advert, they said that if you go up to the hem glass van and say, ices are twice as nices from the man in the hem glass van, you'll get free ice cream. So mm. I kept longing and longing for this fucking hem glass van to appear somewhere. Looked out my window, saw a hem glass van. Like, fucking yes. Ran up to it. Said ice is twice as nice as from a man in an M class fan. He looked at me so blankly. I was like, you're supposed to give me free ice cream now. <laughs> <laughs> was, they probably didn't know what autistic was <laughs> back in the 80s. <laughs> um, and he said, I don't give free ice creams. And I didn't have oh. any money on me. So I just went home. Oh. There's not a lot. I mean, uh, I don't know what to say about that. We won our uh, football match first game of the season yesterday. And as I've opened the shop and it's just around the corner from the football pitch. Yeah. I said to all the girls after the game, I said, because you won that, you can come around and get a free ice cream. Right. What if they'd lost? I wouldn't have said anything. <laughs> but everything, everything that's wrong with you coaching. <laughs> but. You know, it was lovely, actually. They, half of them came by on their bikes after the game. Yeah. And uh, we were scooping up ice cream. And it was a real sort of like lively feel to the shop for 20 minutes. Yeah. yeah. Did it make you think, I wish I had some customers at other times? <laughs> that, that were paying <laughs> for stuff. <laughs> no, it was nice. I was smart about it because the parents came along as well and they bought some stuff. Oh, good. Good. So. Did you charge them for their ice creams? Uh, no, I gave out a few cannolis to the parents, well, which, by nice. the way, are bloody lovely. Really lovely. Love a cannoli. What's in a cannoli? It's like a cream butter, mm. milk butter flavoured. So I've got vanilla. Oh, like with a kind of crispy pastry around the outside. It's like a nut pastry, uh, like a sort of fried nut right. uh, cylinder. And then it's piped with the cream inside. Very nice. Yeah. And then we've got vanilla, lemon, chocolate and our bestseller, pistachio. Mm. If they don't sell on the day, are they off? Do they have to go in the bin or do they, have they no. got a bit of longevity? No, they've got a bit of longevity. Especially at your place. <laughs> <laughs> no, all of our stuff is fresh, Neil. All, we abide by all the sale by dates. Good. Uh, Peter Pop Pop uh, responds to Norman No Noise um, saying, no, that would be impersonating an emergency vehicle, which is illegal. And then Norman No Noise says, perhaps I'm a paramedic. To which Peter Pop Pop says, we'll do it on shift then. <laughs> <laughs> I know for a fact that if uh, you are driving an emergency vehicle and mm. you actually are at work and you are qualified to press the button that sets off the blues and twos, that if it's not for an emergency, that it will lead to disciplinary action. I bet, I bet not, they still do it all the time. I know that for a fact because my dad used to be a fire 
fireman and he drove the fire engine. How often did he do it anyway, just to get somewhere? Just to get through the red lights and get back and have a beer in the station. Um, I'd imagine every day. Yeah. They were all thirsty back then. Yeah, I bet they did it all the time. They want a pint and a game of pool. How mad is that, though, that there used to be a bar in every fire station in Britain? Really? Yeah. We used to go around there, me and my mates or me and my brother after school, and they would all be sitting in the bar drinking, playing pool, exactly like you said. We would be running around, going down the slide, down the pole. Yeah. And some of these poles are like on the fourth floor. So four stories up, we're just holding on to the pole, gliding down it, running around. We're like eight, nine years old. I mean, you slip off that, you're going down four, st- four stories. Yeah, dead. Dead. All, all the firefighters were pissed, though. I didn't care anyway. Uh, no, exactly. And then as soon as like the siren went off, we knew that we had to back out of the way. Yeah. They were finishing their pints, going down that pole, going and saving lives. But I imagine if you're going into a burning building, you probably want a bit of Dutch courage. Yeah, yeah, I can say. <laughs> I think it'd probably make you a better fireman. Maybe not when it comes to like paramedics, then you no. might want to lay off the booze. But yeah, firefighter, like we said before, I think, is it two or three pints to the optimum pool playing? You know, you're at your best when you've had two or three looseners. Is that um, the same for darts? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Um, and now we can put firefighting in that. <laughs> we got the trifecta there, yeah. Yeah, well, I might chuck table tennis in as well. Well, it makes sense because there was always a dartboard and a pool table in the fire uh, stations that my dad worked at. Yeah. Did they have a table tennis table? No, they were too cool for that. I love table tennis. I know you do. Like I said, they were too cool for that. Gary Guidelines comes in. Glad to hear you disapprove of unlawful driving. By the way, modifying the exhaust system to make a vehicle noisier after it has been type approved, checked it meets environmental and safety standards, is illegal. Please don't care. No. Well, Peter Pop Pop responds to him. And says, Gary, that's lucky then. It's a different system entirely that is legal and approved. The original exhaust has been removed, not modified. Ooh. And then Gary gets to the Gary gets to the crux of what his issue is really here. So giving those guidelines to start with was, was just a smoke screen. So then Gary says, Our house is right on the pavement. We here think we that Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We think the bangs your car makes are too loud and irritating because we know you deliberately use the throttle to make lots of bangs. Don't you care how many people are irritated by it? Please don't do it in the village. Did he respond? Peter Pop Pop responds, that sounds like a you problem. Can imagine that's annoying living right on the pavement. That is fucking brilliant. Yeah. Oh, I've, I've banked that already. That's a new <laughs> problem. Oh my god, that is winner. That, oh, that's priceless. See, it's beyond doubt that Peter Pop Pop's an absolute knobhead, but he's coming yeah. up with the odd absolute gem here. Yeah. Isn't he? He's absolutely. Oh, he's burying everyone. He's got his. Yeah. He's got, he knows. He's got his facts. You know, he knows his stuff. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. He, he couldn't handle this in the way he is if he didn't know what you know was right or wrong 
when I used to work uh, as the restaurant manager in uh, this place in Stockholm, it was always like packed. People always wanted to sit outside. Yeah. And when they hadn't made a reservation or I didn't think they were good looking enough or rich enough to sit out there, um, they would go, oh, like, you know, I want to sit outside. And if they got a bit edgy with me, I would turn around and say, mm. don't make your problem my problem. Yeah. And that was always my go-to line. But that sounds like a you problem. That's <laughs> That's your new line. That's my new line. Well, That's a you and he's absolutely shot um, Gary Guidelines down there. There's no response from Gary Guidelines. He's like, oh, fuck it. Tail between the legs, off he goes. He's basically said, you need to go and, uh, and earn more money so you can take your family off the street, mate. Yeah. Yeah, you need a nice like house backed off the street. Sorry, I park my car in a nice driveway. Well, this is from here. This is where things begin to get a bit. I think you begin to see a pattern here of of what's going on with this thread. So the next thread is from Debbie Deleted. And she said, Peter Pop Pop came round. Lovely lad. So I've deleted my post. But I didn't see what her post was. That's what I was. I was just thinking yeah. to myself, did I miss that? Yeah. So the next post is from her. So, Peter Pop Pop. Yeah. Yeah. Peter Pop Pop came round. Lovely lad. So I have deleted my post. This is not. This can't be uh, edging into the swingers chat, can it? No, I hadn't thought that actually. But no, I don't think we're going down the swingers route here. But Peter uh, responds to Debbie and says, "Thanks, Debbie." lovely to meet you so what's what's going on there what did debbie put oh, hang on how old's debbie old oh so maybe she's put something on there saying uh i'm old and i think i'm gonna have a heart attack every time you pop off yeah and he's gone <clears throat> well i don't want that to happen so he's driven he's driven around there and he's knocked on the door and said, I'm Peter Popoff. Yeah. I, I'm so sorry for popping off. And he just basically there's like a sort of um ceasefire. He's silenced her. One way or the other, whatever his tactics were, he has silenced Debbie. Hasn't <laughs> he? Yeah. I think there's more to Peter Pop Pop. By the way, I haven't. When you say old, I've never met a uh, an old Debbie before. Well, because Debbie's not really her name. Oh yeah. (laughs) 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 At least I'm paying attention. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, a new accusation comes in. She says, "Drives me mad when the car drives around our estate." If you need to show off your noisy car, go up the A10. No one's stood on the edge of the A10 no. watching you. <laughs> you can't show off on the A10. No. I'd no, be packed with traffic for a start. Yeah, sit in traffic on the A10. <laughs> um, yeah. And Peter Pop Pop responds to her and says, Anita, that's not me. First time I used the car around the village for ages. Some of you lot seriously have nothing better to do. This guy's like a, I mean, like you were alluding to, what has Peter Popoff done to silence Debbie? And that's not her real name. Yeah. Um, into basically siding with him. Well, I think 
I think the next post is going to I'll read you the next post. So it's a new post. So that's the end of that thread. Well, there was loads of shit in that thread, but that's all we're doing on that thread. And there's a new post now and it's from Norman No Noise again. So he was the original instigator. instigator. I would like to apologise for my earlier post in the week. I do this of my own free will. It wasn't my intention. (laughs) It wasn't my intention to upset anyone, including the driver of said vehicle. Everyone has the right to do what they want without fear of being plastered all over Facebook. I have learned a valuable lesson. Please let's forget and move forwards towards a better community. I am afraid to carry on talking about this bloke. (laughs) (laughs) And I don't live in a village like you do. I live in another country. Um, Fucking hell. It's like someone's holding a gun to that guy's head. Anybody that says anybody that says I do this of my own free will has a hundred percent not done that of their own free will. Free will. It sounds like somebody (laughs) (laughs) something somebody says that they haven't got any free will in the situation. Yeah. It sounds like something I mean, that's exactly what you start with. When you're sat in front of a flag of Saudi Arabia yeah. and there are three people with Kalashnikovs <laughs> and, and balaclavas stood around next to you. And you're just saying you with the barrel of the gun going, eh, go on, go on. Say, OK, yeah, this we just we, we really we really think Rishi Sunak should negotiate with these people. And I say this of my own free will. <laughs> and you can see like dry blood stains on them and shit. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Um, everyone has the right to do what they want without the fear of being plastered all over Facebook and I I like the last bit I have learned a valuable lesson please let's forget and move forwards towards a better community I'm telling you Audi drivers arseholes and this guy (laughs) has gone round there and I wouldn't be surprised if he's some lunatic and he's gone round there and he's gone who the fuck do you think you are eh Mm. calling me out on fucking Facebook in front of my family. That's probably how he speaks, but do you know what I mean? I'm looking forward to next week's episode when I have to do a public apology. (laughs) (laughs) This is brave of you. This is really brave of you. I admire you. I love you. I'm going to miss you. (laughs) And uh, Uh, I will take care of your family. Oh, thank you. I'll send them um, little money parcels, food parcels. Well, let's just say if I go missing or am found dead, we know there's a chief suspect. This will be a brand new podcast. It will be <laughs> done by somebody from Wandery who yeah. has experience in criminal investigation. And it would be like an eight part, one hour per episode job. There'd be proper jingles on there and commercials that, you know, not for money yeah and they will they will investigate into how two blokes started a podcast one of them was really shit so he got on his motorbike and went around america went missing and And he's he's gone missing as well for what it's worth he's gone missing (laughs) somebody uh who can produce a few giggles was called in who looks a little bit like a young matt damon um and yeah, basically you end up murdered mm. by an Audi driver. I think, though, it might just be the 
like the publicity that this podcast needs. I'm prepared, I'm prepared to sacrifice myself for the legacy. We'll have to sit down and talk about the contract and how we're going to do profit sharing when this thing goes viral. Yeah, well, I'll be dead. I know, but you'll want your estate to receive, your, oh, your yeah, family to true. receive your part, won't you? Yeah, okay. Well, we'll cross so, that bridge when we come to it. Anyway, Yolanda, your side comes in and she says, I think you were in the right. Everybody, everybody is allowed their point of view. Uh, and I think this car needs to lower the noise of his car. This car owner needs to lower the noise of his car. Is it against the law to have a loud exhaust? Loads of question marks. I know my boys would be scared. She should go back to the other thread. All her questions have been answered in that. Yeah. And then a key um, a key person in this thread comes in. Uh, Christine Crybaby. Mm. Um, so in response to Yolanda, your side, Larry Legal comes in and says, no, it's not illegal. So yeah. Christine Crybaby comes in and says, Larry, have you ever been driving down the road and heard a car coming from a distance because of its excessive noise? Or have you been pulled over by the police because your car's exhaust was too loud? That's because... No, that's because there are limits to the amount of noise that vehicles can make on public roads. And then she puts all this um, gump on about decibels and like how far away. And I'm not going to read it. She's just cut and pasted it. She's gone full Google and cut and pasted it. Mm. Um, so that's Christine Crybaby's first entrance. Yeah. In comes another key person to the future of this thread, William Windup. Hmm. don't apologize for having an opinion he says so that's his first uh first entrant hmm. and then anita, slowly yeah starting off slow and then anita apologize says saying sorry is always a good thing it takes a lot of a lot of courage and humility oh whatever yeah and william Windup says he's voicing his opinion why should he apologize Mm. in comes christine crybaby i believe norman may have been intimidated into doing so as peter is sending intimidating private messages to people who sided with norman (laughs) (laughs) knew it (laughs) i I called this early doors i said audi drivers wankers and you looked there and went we can't i knew you gave me that look that said don't tar everyone with that brush, Lee, who yeah. drives an Audi. I knew you gave me that snidey little look. And I, I, I stood by my convictions, Audi drivers, wankers. This guy, he seems like the king ding of Audi drivers. He is threatening people in the village. Yeah. He's uh, threatening William... people. <laughs> <laughs> you should be afraid. William Windup comes back on. I'll probably get mm. one soon, as I just laugh when I hear his little pop, pop, pop car go past. Usually look around to see if anyone is watching him. Laughing emojis. Brackets. This is not an intimidating message. So let's just see how he responds to me just for laughing at his little noddy car. <laughs> little noddy car. <laughs> I'm going to have to just do a little Google to see what an Audi. Exactly what RS3 is it? Three, yeah. I mean, it's the smaller version. I already know that much. Yeah, it's just a wanky little 
hot hatch. Right. Compact car. It's been given eight out of ten on Top Gear. It goes from a hundred zero to a hundred kilometers in four point one seconds. So we can call it quick. Mm. It's a hatchback. Um yeah. There's probably different uh, specs of it as well. Yeah. And he's got a different exhaust on, remember? I wonder what colour it is. It seems like they come in white. People have said wank. it's blue. Didn't they? I bet it's some kind of like azure blue. Mm. Like something that you couldn't sell online again, unless it was to another Peter Popoff Mark II. Yeah. And they'll, they'll be out there. Oh, yeah. Anyway, Clive Crybaby comes in. Oh. Any relation? I think so. Well, interestingly, they don't have Christine and Clive on here. Don't have the same surnames, but they, as the thread goes on, they certainly seem to have each other's back a lot. So I'm I'm coupling them up. All right. Um. So Clive crying baby comes in. Don't apologise. He doesn't really care that the noise annoys you, and him just being nice to a couple of people to get supporters isn't really on. He has tried to intimidate you on here so you feel bad for a legitimate complaint. He does rev it on purpose. Shame on the rest of you for siding with the driver. It might not be illegal, but that's not the point. It is annoying and disrespectful, though, and the bullying retaliation is just as bad. Someone stuck up. Someone stood up to Peter Popoff. Yeah. Do you think that he was like he threatened the older lady, Deborah? Or do you think he got her on board with some kind of insincere, uh, what's the word? Yeah, I know what you mean. We'll, we'll, we'll never know, will we? But whatever he did, did lead her to delete her messages and then and publicly apologise. This is like, I mean, this is like a film. Yeah. I don't know what to say. I mean, like you say, it's kind of scary that whatever he's done has led to people backtracking but not just backtracking or walking away or not saying anything else in the future they've literally gone on there and cupped his balls yeah are, are we right in suggesting that peter Popoff is not to be fucked with i get the feeling that peter Popoff is one of those that <laughs> is maybe a bit unstable because if i was driving around you know, I, I, I can admit that, like, I might play music that I think's cool yeah. and wind down the window and go, here I am, right? That's happened. <laughs> I'll admit it. That's happened. And I know I'm being a dick and I feel like a bit of a dick and it gives me no great pleasure <laughs> in the long run. <laughs> <laughs> right? Not everyone wants to listen to me, though. No, but if somebody came and, <laughs> well, they should. <laughs> it's my gift. But... um. If somebody came and knocked on my door or went on to the Facebook group and said, Lee, you playing Bat of Hell as you drive down the the estate ain't really on. Like, it's annoying. Yeah. Like, especially at this time of night, kids are trying to get sleep or this early, whatever. I wouldn't then go and knock on their door and go, no. the fuck are you hanging out me out for? I mean, that's a step, like, too far isn't it i mean it's a two or three steps too far i'd say yeah probably right and there's it's it's pretty obvious that there's probably no one there like sense checking him no 
Well, William Windup decides to pop up again. There's a Mustang in the village. It has a wonderful purring V8, driven perfectly, in my opinion. When I hear the pop pop drive past, I just laugh. He is desperate to hook in Peter Pop Pop, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's gone. This fishing. is the this is the <laughs> third line he's cast. And the fact that he's gone in there with like a proper car, proper man's yeah. car, yeah. Ford Mustang with a lovely purring V8. And he's right. When he was saying that, I was like, oh, I'm going to be that bloke that starts <laughs> looking at whether I can take a personal loan out to buy such a car. <laughs> uh, and then just chucks in, when I hear the pop pop drive past, I just laugh. <laughs> he's given it a neck. Like he's, he's christened the whole entity that is Peter Pop Pop, just pop off. Yeah. Live Crybaby is in next. Just had Peter send me a message on Facebook to intimidate me. I'm speechless. <laughs> I'm speechless. You're fucking, you're laughing, but you know that this is going out tomorrow. By lunchtime, I would, yeah, I'd be barring the door, mate. <laughs> You've made a podcast based around pop-off. Yeah. Or we have, but it was your idea. There <laughs> <laughs> was no part of it. Pop off, right? Look, listen, I'm just here to be funny and tell gags. And shit, but he's the one that writes the script. I just <laughs> want to put that out there. <laughs> but Claude Crybaby follows up. Do I sound all right? My sound just went a bit funny. Oh, um, he says, this man should not have to delete the original post. It's a valid complaint. Just because the car driver bullied him by the way, at this point, we don't know for sure that the car driver bullied him. But and it's like obvious. we say, anyone that writes, I write this of my own free will, hasn't writ some, written something of their own free will. I'm, I'm willing to go out on a limb and say, this guy's bullied him, threatened yeah. him, not just bullied, threatened him. This threatened. man should not have to delete the original post. It is a valid complaint. Just because the car driver bullied him and tried to rally support against him does not make him wrong. Forgetting the original complaint and the way that the driver vented back at him should be seen and not forgotten. Read the whole thread. The driver taunts him for his opinion and makes childish remarks. Let's keep it up there and everyone who bothers to read the whole thread can see just how nasty the driver is being and how he tries to manipulate people to side with him. He even goes to someone's house to talk to a woman into siding with him and she does and then removes her complaint. He then uses this as justification that what he's doing is wrong. It is not. He revs his car to annoy people and wind them up. He has also purposely bought an exhaust that makes the sound as he replaced the old one. Then, when they complain, he starts a campaign against the person, tries to seem to take the higher ground, but instead rallies people to call them sad and pathetic for moaning. It's bullying and it's disgusting to see on this village page. Here, here. I see. I, that is, a, I tell you what, that bloke, has done he's done a good job of summarizing the situation so we don't have to for our listeners yeah um other than that i mean he repeated himself a little bit maybe he summed it up well that's exactly what popoff's up to he's out there i mean intimidation and harassment on a personal level face to face over the phone using his real name not a problem for him no. That's well, a worry. Clive Crybaby goes on. I've just had Peter Popoff message me on Facebook to intimidate me for what I said on here. 
see attached picture. Oh, okay, you ready? Yeah, so he's put a screenshot of the oh, conversation. Uh, okay, okay, I thought he was going to be like a picture of him holding his cat or something. Okay, you ready for this intimidation? Yeah, well, no, but yeah. But yeah, how ironic <laughs> that I got onto your profile and you have chosen the Muppet theme tune suits you. Is that is that intimidating? Is that all it is? Yeah. How oh, ironic my. that I got onto your profile and you have chosen the Muppet theme tune suits you. <laughs> OK, now I'm starting to <laughs> worry that I've misjudged Popoff. Yeah, if that's all he's doing, I mean, I, I sort of took to him early doors when he was like coming out with those little uh, well-informed comments, but obviously mm. comments that were used to either wind up or just push people down. And this guy, crybaby, Dave, like crybaby, yeah, cry, cry, crybaby, he. It, speechless i mean like the fact that that is intimidation in his mind and the fact that he's put it up there he's he's gone public saying this guy's intimidating people i've had a threatening message and the message is how ironic that i got onto your profile and you have chosen the muppet theme tune suits you yeah brilliant brilliant yeah there you go not intimidating Pop off if you're listening to this or you get told about it. Do listen to the. Yeah. the don't listen. Don't, listen the whole way through before you yeah, start yeah, killing people. Off. If <laughs> if you just hear that there is a podcast and one of the episodes centers solely around you and your pop off exhaust, do listen to the whole episode. And, you know, hopefully the second one, if you're still alive to make it with me. <laughs> Because I genuinely think that you're an all right guy. You're the one Audi driver. You're the outlier, mate. Yeah. Okay. I the like anomaly. you. You're the, yeah. I like you. <laughs> Don't go around threatening people. Keep up the 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 suits you. You're a muppet kind of yeah. line. Like that is good. All right. You're targeting the right people as well. So carry so on. So Cl- Clive responds to Peter on that. So this is the screenshot of their private conversation. Yeah. So his response to that and what I like about this. So Peter sent him that message at half seven on a Saturday evening. Old matey, Clyde Crybaby, doesn't reply until half eleven. He's had a couple of few beers. He's got home from the pub. I'm not standing for this. So oh, he false, says, false bravado, nothing absolute better or false worse. Yeah. <laughs> I will be posting your threatening message messages on the village Facebook page. You don't intimidate me. You searching me out and trying to insult me is pathetic. Right. Yeah, I mean, that does sound like somebody that's had a few jars. Yeah. He's probably woken up the next morning going, oh, God, oh, my God, oh, my God, how oh, do I delete it? How do I delete that? How do I do how he's seen it? Fuck. Fuck. And then, and then he's he's in there in his pajamas and he hears this pup, 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 outside. And then just the engine switching off. Yeah. This is himself. Yeah. Just I'm he gonna wet, shit myself he, he every soil, time he I soils hear it. his pajamas. <laughs> I'm gonna be shitting myself every time I hear an engine backfiring. Um 
over did the next it, week. Did or so. Popoff respond to that? Well, there's no response at this point in the thread. So the next point then is back into the thread and it's Simon Sensible. And he says, best approach, I believe, is to one, report a noise nuisance to the council. Two, report to the police. And three, if you suspect a vehicle is modified, such as to invalidate its type approval, complain to the VOSA. Sometimes politely asking people to be more considerate is the best solution, but it does not seem as if that's likely to work here. And to be honest, I'm not sure it's constructive to be debating what individuals may or may not be doing on here. Leave it up to the authorities. If sufficient people complain about an issue, they will act. That is so fucking boring. Yeah. That is so boring. I, I, yeah. I just turned off as, as you were reading that. I just yeah, doesn't he know we've got a podcast to make? Yeah. He's that bloke so inconsiderate. Yeah. But that is and boring. Clive... This is like, oh, oh, this is what you can do. Uh, who cares? Like, literally, just fucking get on with life. What is the problem? This guy, he can't be going up and down like every minute of the, the day, can he? No. It happens now and again. And you go, oh, there's Popoff. Just well, like having the like back in the day, you would have had a village idiot going past making Mongo sounds, right? <laughs> oh, the good old days. <laughs> you know, picking up shit and like smearing it on the walls or whatever. Yeah. Now you've got people in their RS3s going, you know, well, same shit. Just you just look nice at them and you go, people. you just look at them and you go, he can't help it. <laughs> That's what I would do. Well, Clive Crybaby says the culprit has started privately harassing me because I supported the original complaint. He's a vile bully and he intimidates people. The noise of his car is one thing, but the intentions behind his intimidation is worse. I mean, he may have a point. I like every time the word intimidation and bullying comes into this from yeah. Clive, Clive Crybaby, I do my mind goes back to the original um, posters retraction, which quite frankly scared me (laughs) (laughs) of my own free will. Just that one line was enough to go like is Popov holding a Stanley knife under his chin. (laughs) Just terrifying, really. So I don't know. I mean, you don't know what's happening. No, we've got mixed feelings about all of it, to be honest. But I do know that Clive Crybaby is a fantastic moniker, Neil. Yeah. Um, Just fucking put your big boy boots on and just get on with life, mate. Yeah. Like, he's, he's not harassing you. He's not threatening you. He just he's said, not he thinks you're and a if Muppet. You're in, yeah, take, you are a Muppet. If you've got the Muppets theme tune on there, yeah. throw the fuck up. Yeah. If you're a grown man and you've got the Muppets... In, I didn't even know you could put a song on your Facebook profile. No, I didn't know profile. That. When you said that, I just went, the fact that and somebody's gone to the effort and then they thought, oh, what could I use? I mean, he could have chosen something cool, like the Airwolf theme tune. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is, a, that is a lot cooler than the Muppet theme That tune. is a lot cooler. I mean, if he's going to go along those, like, he could have done anything. Dallas. I'm just going through random 80s yeah. shit now. <laughs> Bonanza. <laughs> Don't know that one. It's oh, good. Neighbours. Yes. Anyway, he could have done all sorts. He's gone for the Muppet theme tune. Yeah. So he's actually, he's teed him up, hasn't he? Yeah. 
and the fact that he's not smart enough or got any street skills to realize that by putting that this like screenshot up and claiming it to be one thing when it's clearly not yeah and then using his i mean just the oh just keep it to yourself well what do you want to do do you want to leave it there and i can just tell you so that's the end of that thread and then there's a new thread that is started yeah. by clive crybaby at 1.30 a.m. in the morning. All right. Now, yeah, we definitely stop there. And yeah. Like, that's it. No more needs to be said about it because 1.38 in the morning, there's a lot of time between when the pubs uh, kick out. To, yeah. To, you've watched much of the day. Yeah. You, there's still a good hour or so to go between then and uh, 1.38 in the morning. What you can't doing, sleep. He can't sleep. After that intimidation, that level of intimidation, he can't get to sleep. He's up drinking whiskey with his missus. <laughs> the, the, the missus has probably already gone to bed, Neil. She's probably turned around and said to him, I told you to take that, that, that Muppets theme tune off. You're, you're fucking 43 years old. Stop being. He's what right. I, you are a Muppet. What am I doing here? Why am I with you? Also, what what's kind of like if I sort of scratch the the, the pop words like ironic and understands the meaning of the word? Are you with me? Sorry, I, I lost you. Could you say that again? I don't know if it's mine or your end, but I lost you there. I think on that occasion it was me. But okay. what I was saying was that the fact that Popoff used the word ironic in a sentence and he knew like how how to construct that sentence to include yeah. that word shows that there's a level of education there yeah that we may be ignoring we've we've well it's interesting for you because you're coming at it fresh so i like to help lead you down certain avenues but mm. i'd say we pinned our colors to the mast early on that Popoff was this intimidator didn't we yeah but now we've only got one bit of evidence of the intimidation. If this if this is in court and that's the one bit of evidence of intimidation, is Popoff going down? Uh, no, because uh, the the original poster has stated very convincingly. Yeah, <laughs> that of their own free will was of his, uh, their own free will and Dirty Doris whatever her name was debbie debbie yeah uh she also made a claim that was extremely similar and that is a very nice young man all of that is inadmissible in in court because there's no way you can use it there's nothing there the only bit of evidence we've got is crybaby a screenshot from clive crybaby in which he is called a muppet because he's got the muppet theme tune on and he's and he's banging on about a car with an exhaust yeah basically yeah um yeah i did post my colors to the mast early doors um and yeah i i mean like with anything i know there's going to be there's going to be a twist are you looking forward to to part two yeah very much so i want to record it like now i think 
Well, oh, well we can record it shopping. now. Oh, have you? <laughs> I've got to go, oh, no, right. I've got to do the food shopping. Oh, okay. And I've got another football game this afternoon. Have you? What? Kids yeah. football? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, the kids football game. Then um, I want to watch the Grand Prix. Are you looking forward, though, to um, next week's episode? I think we should try and get it out. Because we release on Monday. Should we try and get it out as a bonus on Thursday or something? People won't uh, want to wait a week for part two, will they? No, 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 no. <laughs> I, mean, uh, I think Wednesday we could record. Get okay. it out on Thursday. Yeah. Because yeah. people won't want to wait. No, not for this. This is gold. Yeah. I mean, everyone's everyone listening to this, as as am I. I mean, you're sitting there with with all the information. Yeah. And you know exactly like how this is gonna Pan unfold. Out. Yeah. But we don't. And I'm no. I'm I'm in, like I I'm there's more to pop off. There's more to pop off than than uh, you're alluding to. I know that. Well much. No, there. say nothing. Say nothing. So all Someone... we're so <laughs> So we're leaving you with the fact that at one thirty in the morning Clive try, decides he's going to start another post. Yep. And that is where we leave you this week, listeners. But we are going to have a bonus episode for you on Thursday to follow up Peter Popoff part two. Um, yep. I hope you're all as excited as we are. Uh, as ever, please uh, like and share any stuff that we put on our social media channels so we're on instagram twitter tiktok i've given up on that threads thing because i don't think anyone used it after the first day or so um <laughs> and if i get round to it i'll put some stuff on youtube yeah very good but it but it's all the same stuff so if you've seen it on one you'll see it on the other but just make sure that you share it don't just like it it's nice if you like it but share it you I'd rather you didn't like it and shared it, if I'm honest. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's where I'm at. Yeah. But you can't share stuff on Instagram, can you? I don't really know unless you're tagged in it. But on Twitter, you can. So if you're on Twitter, yeah. just share the hell out of everything we've put on. Um, I've been informed that we are not going to get rich from this podcast. I didn't anticipate we would. I no, I'm just letting you know. My wife goes and sees mm. a psychic medium. Okay. She used to go once a year. Yeah. Uh, and then this psychic medium basically got so big, like all the celebrities in Sweden uh, have been using her. She had to wait two years for an appointment from the last time she went. Yeah. And she asked about this podcast, and she turned over the cards, and it was just like nah. Oh, well, we're fucked then, aren't we? <laughs> on the other hand, though. Did she mention I got killed by? Um... I was about to say, on the other hand, <laughs> you weren't killed. You're only badly maimed by a crazed <laughs> listener. <laughs> and on that note, I'm just going to bang out and say, Neil, I love you. I will come and visit you. And I will literally be your crutch. OK, if you need me to be. Well, I will speak to you on Wednesday, Lee, and we will have part two of Pop Pop Bang. I'm looking forward to it already. Goodbye, Lee. Goodbye, Neil. And that's the end of another encounter with the villagers. 
Hope your week isn't as stressful as theirs. And tune in next week for more Village in Crisis.